spectacular. Shafee. Shafee, are you there? Oh, jam, son. Some major jams. Night, once again has fallen over the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas, as it so often does right around sunset. We find sky turns a brilliant shade of pink or purple often, and then darkness falls across the land. The birds build the landlord's bird feeder. They've missed you, one magical nation. And they have vacated the bird feeder. Here I sit in my ivy-covered cave, where I've been waiting patiently behind my mic to talk to you again. Waiting also to talk to the pride of Tarzana, California, also known as the pride of Topanga, California, also known as the man inside two garages. He's Matthew Rampy. Hello, Matthew. Last night, I had a dream about you in this dream. I'm podcasting beside you and it looked like everyone was listening. The type of podcast you want to hold on to. Do, 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 do. More Daft Punk. There it is, Which, folks. You heard it. You heard more Daft. You, you heard a little Alex Battles. You heard a funny little drop that was a slow motion drop from a previous podcast or is, is slow motion is that slow slow um, speed a screwed screwed yeah. down version was it screwed and chopped chopped and screwed uh, <laughs> uh that was alex's request alex requested that specifically that drop uh you heard some of the lovely music from brian benitez that's of uh contra zoom mixtapes and then you heard a brief little uh, little introduction where I once again I forgot to actually say the name of the podcast as I want to do and then you heard Matthew Rampy do a delightful song parody in which he included the word podcast I'm just the reason <laughs> that I'm re, I'm reliving this right now I'm just it's because I'm so excited to be back here doing this talking to you Matthew so excited the same here Shafee I mean People are rarely as excited as me. I feel like you actually are <laughs> this time. You're not just you're not just BSing. I think I am. Yes, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I've even though I I've actually seen you occasionally because we are now neighbors of employment neighbors. Yeah, which is super yep. cool. Yes. But I have I have missed this. I have missed one magical hour of Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular here in the controversial numbered episode 87 why is it why is it controversial numbered matthew well we've had some technical difficulties shafi excuse me did you know that 
Technical Difficulties was the name of my very first comic strip. Oh, really? Yeah. This was like in junior high. They had a comic strip called Technical Difficulties. It was about a boy and his android. Oh, cool. Uh, And the android was always, um, you know, misfiring as technology is wont to do. Yeah, we recorded an episode. Oh, boy. When When did we post our last episode that's been a while um yeah we we recorded an episode between episode 86 and episode 87 we'll call that episode dark 87 and um delightful discussion of movies with adam wentworth yeah we had a movie episode one of our 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 buddy our super fan our our movie buff friend And I feel bad, like, not to tantalize our beloved listeners, but it was a particularly good episode, too. Not to to brag and not to talk about something that you may never hear. But there was an uh, issue with the recordings, and they're all jumbled up. Uh, There's the separate tracks recording that I tried to edit together, and... They're like they double back. That it, it doesn't make any sense what's happening with these recordings. And then there's the composed recording that's all of us together. And I I sent that to you guys. That that was all out of sync. I don't know. Uh, we Matthew, we really, we really uh, enjoy as, Riverside, our platform. But gosh, we had some issues. As you guys know, Matthew has become really good at audio engineering over the. Uh, I, that's not over true. the over the no, last. I've no. become perfectly adequate. I, no, you know, Adam, no, you're, you're vastly well, improved. Fast, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Most improved quite, was always my best category. You've become quite good at this, and uh, the this thing was so convoluted. We cut out. I was having internet problems with my setup, so I was cutting in and out. We also had, you know, three folks on, which is always it's always a little bit tricky, uh, and you know. The point is, we've missed you. We're sorry that you have not been able to hear from us quite as much. We also, you know, we've started new jobs. The bar's getting busier. Matthew's got a new job. So we took a little break. Uh, and But, you know, I think I would say it's safe to say, like, almost every day I worried about One Magical Nation and uh, how they were doing without us. And uh, I know that... I know that they do not they don't begrudge us, you know, taking a little time off every now and then. Uh, you know, when I when I talked with people with uh, hunter gatherers face to face about it, you know, they all said, "Well, you know, you guys have a, a a pretty ambitious recording schedule, you know, and a fairly you know prodigious output." So uh, they they appreciate what we do, and they do not begrudge us our time off. But that is you know that is all to all that aside. I just I I missed you guys. I missed talking to Matthew, and I missed uh, I missed one magical nation. So thanks to everybody who uh, got at us in the interim. Uh, we had some very impassioned uh, emails from uh, Ellen Ferguson of the Ferguson Files. Uh, Kat and Jeff uh, got at us to make sure that that things hadn't hadn't gone pear shaped, as the British say. Uh, and of course, you know, Dad was. I checking love that in. expression. <laughs> and here we are. In fact, so we should do just, 
Once again, so happy to be back. Just so happy. Are we gonna do a uh, Are we gonna do a uh, yield workshop on pear shaped? I think we should do a uh, yield workshop on pear shaped. I don't have that prepared right now, but uh, I'll, I'll uh, make a note you, on the on you have the a show sheet. Uh, yeah, well, you have it there. You're I'm ready. ready. Let's <laughs> do it. Ready to, you ready to just do it? I love a impromptu yield workshop. It's almost the best kind. This is yeah. This is thanks to uh, a great website called Grammarist.com, which I would recommend to anybody who likes to likes to study words. To go pear shaped, it's primarily a British idiom. Idiom is a word, group of words or phrase that has a figurative meaning that is not easily deduced from its literal definition. Wow, like I podcast. I couldn't have. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't have. Uh, translated I mean, a defined idiom so well and quickly off the top of my head uh often using descriptive imagery common idioms or words and phrases used in the english language in order to convey a concise idea uh, and often considered informal uh, we will examine the definition of the term go pear-shaped where it came from and its use means uh, to go pear-shaped means to go wrong, to fail miserably, to go awry in a terrible fashion. Go pear-shaped might describe a situation in which finances suffer a sudden catastrophic reversal or a personal relationship takes a sudden calamitous turn or a certain podcast uh, gets recorded in such a bizarre and out-of-sync fashion that even the talented audio engineer Matthew Rampy cannot put it back together making any sort of sense at all. Really, yeah. it says all this right here. I don't know how everything, they knew it. Everything went pear shaped <laughs> with episode Dark Eighty Seven for sure. 80, Dark Eighty Seven was the definite the definition of pear shaped. Uh, so unfortunate. Origin is in dispute, as I feel like a lot of idiomatic expressions are. Uh, oh yeah, like uh, what was that one that was from the sixties? Uh, <laughs> Nitty gritty. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Uh, some believe it came to use in the 1980s, but others trace the phrase to the 40s. That's a pretty drastic... Uh, they believe that the term originated with the Royal Air Force to describe pilots' poor execution of loops in the air, uh, ending with a pear shape rather than a round shape. Interesting. Well, surely that didn't start in the 80s. Yeah. That seems <laughs> well, to... I feel like that... That Yeah, probably the 40s was when... They are watching uh, Top Gun? Folks were doing... Uh, doing a fair amount of uh and aerial uh, aerial tricks was that like a biplane sort of situation yeah and so it says that it's a, a dispute but that's the only that's the only origin they give so i guess it's not in too much dispute uh i think everybody would like <laughs> to know that uh you do hyphenated pair hyphen shaped and that's oh. uh that's everything I that you need to know about about pear-shaped. I'm going to make a point to use that in the coming week. By all as means, often I'm as sure, possible. I'm sure, I'm sure things can, uh, you know, on a, on a carpentry job, you know, maybe with Johnny Bahama and Brian Kroll, any, you might, you might find kind of things occasionally side. going. Any, any kind going of construction situation, things can go pear-shaped quite easily. 
go pear-shaped quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I say that with all the love in the world. Johnny Bahama and Brian Kroll are two of my all-time favorite people. Well, uh, don't worry. Uh, they're not listening. And they know that and neither of them are listening. So <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> they are not in one magical nation. Uh, speaking of Yield Workshop, do you know the other day, uh, it was very exciting. I was sitting around playing with uh, nephew Shafee and niece Dottie. And Dottie asked what culture means. Oh. Um, so I had, <laughs> Tough I, had one. To, I had to do that off the top of my head. I thought we were doing softballs here. I told, uh, I, and I, you know, I basically told her, you know, it's the, it's the likes and dislikes of a, of a group of people. You know, it's when a group of people decide, uh, uh-huh. you know, on what their interests are and what their likes are and what their dislikes are primarily. Um, Did you, and wait. Is that somebody else's definition or was that your No, that's just what I gave it to her off the top of my head. Really strong. Really strong um, answer, my friend. Why thank you. And you know, and then we talked about art and you know, talked about uh okay. you know, kind of uh-huh. social mores and so <laughs> I tell you, okay, uh, the reason that it came up was because uh nephew Shafey, you know, he's what, two and a half, three years old. Uh and he is very interested in the size of my stomach and my large belly. And okay. he likes to, he likes to ask me about it every now, you know, fairly regularly, you know, and then, uh, you know, his mom is, you know, is always concerned. She's concerned about my feelings and stuff, you know, but uh, I, w- you know, I, I want, you know, I understand that he's just curious, you know, but I also want him to, you know, be socially acclimated. So then I, you know, I was saying, uh, you know, unfortunately, in our culture, people, you know, can get very sensitive about the size of their bodies. And, you know, some people are concerned that they're too big. Some people can be concerned that they're too small. And that's when Dottie said, what's culture? And then was, <laughs> All right, here we go. We're, throwing, you know, and that's, you know, you want, you want to answer as well as possible, you know, for these kids, because, you know, their minds are, you know just sponges and they were oh gosh the things that they remember that you either didn't think they would or didn't want them to are, oh, yeah. well you know this <laughs> yeah that's problem that's a whole problematic <laughs> area for sure uh, so talented and fun we uh for some reason oh it's because i was i was uh talking like an old man about my knees uh to Chuck, and then I said, and then I was like, Chuck, have you ever seen Matthew Rampy's son Griffin doing his impersonation of Matthew Rampy? <laughs> so I, I dug dug that out today. It's, of course, delightful. <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess for the listener, we should we should illuminate that uh, my son, his impression of me is like he bends over and he grabs his back and he goes, oh, 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 my back. Oh my back! And he, come and here, he come here, come here. He goes, come here, come here, come here. I don't know what that is. He goes, oh my back! It's it's funny. It's really funny. He he's got me spot on. And he tries. He puts his hand over his face, kind of trying to do your facial hair. But oh yeah, oh yeah. He, he does. Yeah, he does a he does a mustache with his but index. It just looks finger. like a mustache. Oh my back! Oh my back! And he's funny. He's a, he's a funny lad. I'm proud of him. 
thanks Steve Martin for teaching my whole family how to be funny. Yeah. We watched some we, we watched some Steve Martin uh films. We watched oh, yeah? We watched Cheaper by the Dozen and Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Oh wow, yeah. I would have to say this is a case where the sequel rivals the opening offering. Is that right? I Cheaper don't by think the... I saw the second one. I think only I only saw the first one. It was one. good. It had um Eugene Levy in it as like the rival dad and this is an old rivalry you know the the steve martin character is a football coach he's very competitive you know it's good i'll i guess i could do i could plug that into an avocado review yeah if i I had the time next time uh that's something uh, to look forward to we're gonna watch another steve martin movie we're gonna watch that uh the big year oh love that movie is it good yeah you know that totally was not on my radar at all, and I I see that it was made in two in twenty eleven, yeah, which is the year Isabel was born. Like I well, of course the listenership doesn't know about Avatar to Mad Max. I guess they'll find that out some other time. Yeah, well, I didn't see movies there for a while. Yeah. Uh, but you know that's I mean not for people who didn't have their first newborn child it still slid past them that movie slid under the radar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Slid, like for as good as it is it's really surprising. Well, they've got it on one of our streaming services so we're going to dive into that next. Um Excellent. I, Hey, I, I got Go ahead. I I got my second shot yesterday. Got my second vaccine shot yesterday. Excellent. Doesn't that just feel wonderful? I mean, it feels like the beginning of the end, right? Yeah. Like, um, can we take a moment to reflect? This can we have just a reflection corner? We can. We can definitely try. Wait. You. What does that mean? There is I no. Just, there's no try. There's only reflect. Only reflect. Um, it just seems like such a massive thing. Well, reflect, I want to. You know, I I will say that the the beginning of the end has me wistful for the good things that happened in the last year. Yeah, and I'd like to highlight all of the, and I feel like I've done this all along. Whenever we talked about the pandemic, which. Do you hear anybody else calling it the pandemic, or is that just you? Is that do, is, do we only say that here? I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah, um, like, I kind of started doing it, I guess, to be a little bit funny, but um, we we just kept it up. Um, yeah. What uh, I I I just feel like uh, life was moving at this pace that was very uncomfortable for me and the. And the events of the last year came around at a good time. And there was a lot of uncertainty and fear and upheaval in our daily regimens. But so many good things, at least for me, have come out of it. Uh, Not least of which being the podcast. Um, The yoga, which we've talked about here. Um, The appreciation for social relationships just like for being with friends i think for me that's gonna 
of course, I haven't really fully jumped back into being with people, although I did. I was working at home for the majority of the last year. And then in the last six weeks or so, I got back out in the world and was working with people and driving around town and just freedom of movement and and just, I, I don't know, like the things that were taken away from us under a lockdown were really difficult for, well, for everybody, for, I think for my kids and I'm just super stoked about uh, seeing people again and I'm stoked about my birthday party that's coming up at the happy hour at the front page, May 7th, 5 to 9. Stoked. Pro-vaxxer happy hour celebrating Cinco de Mateo. Um, but I, I, just for me personally, I feel like there's a lot of silver linings of the last year. And, and so the, the second shot has me thinking about all those things and my arm hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I agree with everything you said, you know, good things, bad things. I, you know, I, uh, I probably, I won't feel like the, the pandemic is really behind me until I drop about 100 pounds. I think. But uh, that's uh, that'll be good for me and for and for everyone. Um, but do yeah, you have an action plan. Yeah, you do uh, have an yeah. action plan. I mean, ride my bike and you know, you know, alter my diet. You know, right. Take more steps every day. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, I think, and you know, I mean, I you know. I was I was in stasis, you know. I was a hibernating bear. Well, except a, a hibernating bear isn't eating. I was, I was a hibernating bear who was still eating every day. <laughs> so, uh, so that's that's uh, their secret is they don't wake up to eat. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, um, but you know, well, that's yeah, exciting. There, there were a lot of great things. You know, I got to spend a lot more time with. Uh, my brother and his family, and that's actually carried on. You know, we got into such a routine there that now, you know, if if we go a week without seeing each other, we're all just like, "Ah, oh, we got to see each other," you know. Uh, and of course, one magical hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular, and each and every one of our uh, of our hunter gatherers around the world uh, are just the you know one of the best things that ever happened to me. So that's that's a great. A great thing that definitely came from, you know, the pan- pandemic. There's no way that we would have started this podcast without the pandemic. It doesn't seem very likely. I, I, I could I, no, I could not have. And I would have just continued to tell you no and put you off. And But when you hit me up, I didn't have much excuse. I was only, I was only required to work four hours a day. So... <laughs> Uh, I you know I had I had time to we had time to to build a really solid foundation and if our if, and if the episodic nature gets a little further spaced out I don't think that that's a problem for us and for this podcast and for our listenership I know that there's you become accustomed to a certain amount of episodes but it's we've gotten so good every episode is so good I you know. Uh, 
and if you need to fill your life, you know, as like as Ellen Ferguson has done, you know, there's always too beautiful to live and oh yeah, dude, and omnibus with Ken Jennings and uh and John uh John whatever his last name is. Don't be promoting um, other podcasts here, please. <laughs> of course. Uh but you know, I do think you know, I think we should continue to aspire to you know, to do it, you know, with some regularity. Um, because, you know, there's there's a part of me that, that particularly lately, you know, in like just the last few weeks, you know, I've just I've really started to become, you know, really not shamed about our product. You know, you know, even I would say quite finally not ashamed. Quite quite proud of our product. You know, I, I could see the possibility of us, you know, of us doing, you know, finding a way to, you know, make this, you know, either a part time or, uh, you know, Lord, you know, there are even people who do it for, as a full time gig. And that does not seem impossible to me. Uh, OK. All right. I, I'll I won't um, I, I won't let my self doubt get in the way of your dream of us making it. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I mean, the, the point is, it's fun to do. We, you know, I, you and I have gotten to the point where we need to do this for our sanity. Uh, so, you know, there's no reason not to, you know, kind of to at least think about some of the steps that it would take to get to to get to that point. And there, you know, Lord knows, you know, we've got families, we have uh, we have retirements to think about and stuff. You know, it's it's something that. Would not would not hurt us to do. Uh, so we'll, you know, the first step is to get a big sponsor. Yep. Who wants to advertise to the two hundred most interesting people on the planet? You mean like uh, Grace Pfeiffer Photography, Grace Hall Photography, or uh, or Jessica uh, Jessica Hilly Real Estate, or the front page the front page bar and solicit are you soliciting right now yeah I, well, i'm just you... i'm pointing out some possibilities <laughs> okay okay some conceivable okay uh I, I like that but i was talking about like we need a global brand like cheerios <laughs> or, or um um gopro you know How about one magical hour sponsored by GoPro. There's is GoPro still a going concern? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. You know, I think I think they a, still sell GoPros. Yeah. I think your iPhone now does everything that a GoPro could possibly. Yeah, do. but GoPros do. They're lighter and they fit in these little spaces, and they make all these widgets that go on helmets and stuff. They're still yeah. selling those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you know iPhones are they are shockproof now and they're waterproof uh you know i think uh it's we're, we're approaching the point where an, an iphone can do anything that a gopro can um, fair enough but they are still selling gopros sorry uh sorry sponsor gopro for me to be bad mouthing uh bad mouthing our potential sponsor but i would like to talk about my favorite bar here in Austin, Texas, uh, 
uh, sorry, second favorite bar, of course, after the front page. Uh, oh. The, the Skylark Lounge. Uh, and uh, the owner of the Skylark Lounge was in came to came by the front page last weekend, and I was able to chat with him, and I was able to tell him how you know it's it's one of my favorite bars in the world, the Skylark Lounges, and uh, I told him that I have anytime I have a friend coming from out of town. You know, for a long weekend, you know, usually they get there on Thursday or Friday afternoon. They'll fly in. And I always have them, you know, the first thing that I have them do is go straight to the Skylark. Meet me there. Because from 5 p.m. to about 8 p.m., there's the, it's free. There's the Margaret Wright happy hour where Margaret Wright, this amazing woman, just has her, has her keyboard and does all the craziest bunch of, you know, like soul funk r&b uh jazz standards a musical theater classics the most you know wild rainbow of crazy songs and just she's just so talented and just one of these just totally charismatic people uh you know who just kind of makes this makes this whole show for you and you know people i think you know who come here you know, you have an idea about Austin, right? That it's going to be this real cool town with this funky bar where there's this awesome musician sitting there playing at all times. And you know, unfortunately, you get here and you you know realize that not all of it, not all of Austin is like you know the <laughs> ideal Austin in the mind. But the Skylark, uh, you know, on Thursday and Friday nights is that you know it is exactly you know what I imagine people picture. You know, and people come here and be like, "This is amazing. This is exactly you know how I imagined Austin would be." You know. Uh, and so I told John the tooth, that's the owner of the Skylark. I told him about this and he, you know, he nodded and he was like, thank you so much to hear it. He was like, I'm very sorry to tell you that Margaret Wright passed away in December. So, um, that hit me really hard that like, you know, she was like, uh, she represented something, you know, very big to me and, you know, I, you know, I always meant to go see her more often. You know, sometimes I would just go by myself, you know, on a Thursday or Friday night and sit there, you know, in that dark, weird room, you know, with they, they kind of got the big kind of plush vinyl seats, uh, you know, and you can spar and listen to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, super, super cool lady. Uh, and uh, I was just going to pull up a few quick uh notes about her um yeah uh yeah classic lady from the neighborhood uh accomplished singer and pianist obviously effortless recreations of jazz standards this is from the austin american state statesman uh career spanning 40 years she played uh the driscoll hotel dive bars like egos uh, she she was also very well known in the gay community for her you know just the uh, the diversity of her uh, of her uh, set I think you know, really just uh. appealed to everybody mm-hmm. and uh, yeah like her bassist you know was like yeah she knew every tune ever written and uh, you know she could even if somebody just like kind of you know could come up and hum a song she like knew how 
melodies work and she could you know kind of kind of you know pull it all together so she even though you know even the super obscure song she could still kind of you know she could put something together so man i am sorry to hear about that and i i don't guess i ever went to that happy hour at the sky i never flew into austin and had you take me to the quintessential austin place i I should have gone somewhere and come back and had you pick me up at the airport. <laughs> I should have, yeah. I should have, <laughs> and I, you know, I should have made more people do that with me. I should have, you know, not made it, you know, I guess I kind of just like kept it as a, a special occasion sort of thing. Well, it's a real, you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of thing. I think, uh, I am so sorry to hear that. Yeah, uh, Johnny Latouf in this uh, obituary says she was much bigger than the music. Uh, Music was a part of her, but her love and her care and kindness were even bigger. It didn't just came through in the music. And I think that's true. She was really uh, much bigger than than really one person usually is. Oscar Arnelis. That's some. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oscar Anella said, "I was just going to a... say that that's <laughs> you, you, you. That's some of the nicest things that people can write about you upon your de- your departure. You know, yeah. Go, what did Oscar? What did Oscar Anellis? Uh, she was say? she was the matriarch of the Skylark. Everybody looked up to her. Uh, you know, she she just uh, yeah she uh, she she was kind of synonymous with the place." Uh, she drank, she drank bourbon and diet. My friend, uh, mm. my friend Stacy, strong, strong choice. My friend Stacy from Houston, when he once came and visited, and I said, I said, meet me at Skylark, and uh, he was rem- when I I texted him about it, and he said, oh, I'm going to drink drink bourbon and diet today, in honor of Margaret Wright. So yeah, thank you for joining me on that. Thank you for sharing it with me. Uh, it's really something. I'm going to try to find some of her on YouTube, and I'll put it on the Facebook page. Uh, oh yeah, that'd be fantastic. Be, that would be um, educational for me as well. Sometimes I go to our Facebook page, and I learn a lot. Actually, <laughs> good. Yeah, totes. You know, sometimes my beats double for multiple segments. Have you ever noticed that? I I have. And this beat reminds me of another segment that we haven't had in a while. Um, Yes, we have had it in a while. We always, it's become a stalwart of the show. It's the Ferguson Files. The Ferguson Files. If you've, if it's ever occurred to you that... If it's ever occurred to you that the lyrics of Kokomo by the Beach Boys mean a little more than than first meets first meets the ear, uh, if you've ever wondered why Open Sesame and Sesame Street have created dancing Muppets, if you've ever asked yourself these questions l- late at night when you can't sleep, maybe maybe you're ready for the Ferguson Files. Uh, 
which uh, obviously the Ferguson files files are files are, files are kind of kind of as specifically branded got at us. Uh, Miss Miss Ellen Ferguson gets us gets at us regularly, uh, and she uh, she sent me an email. The subject line just said memories. <laughs> Matthew, do you remember Yahoo Serious? Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what was that movie? Um, uh, the one that leaps to my mind was Reckless Kelly. No. Or Young Einstein. Young Einstein. He did a... Yeah, so uh, Ellen says, uh, you know, do you remember Yahoo series? We watched the films uh, with, a young, with young Lindsay, young Lindsay Anderberg, and we were all captivated. That's a and that's the that's the whole email. So in honor of Miss Ellen Ferguson, let's chat a little bit about Yahoo Serious. I think my dad and I must have gone to see a Yahoo Serious movie or two. That would be a, that would be like us. Uh, young Einstein. Oh, in that in that one, he literally played. Albert Einstein when he was younger. The, the, but also the, the the Wikipedia is hilarious because it just lays it out. It is a fantasized account of the life of Albert Einstein which alters all people, places and circumstances of his life including relocating the theoretical physicist to Australia, having him splitting the atom with a chisel and inventing rock and roll and surfing. So, uh, wow. I mean, who thought this would be a good film? I always thought he was kind of the mind behind this stuff, too. But maybe not. Is he the writer of this thing? Yeah, he's one of the writers of this. Like, that was his yeah, idea. Co-wrote, co-produced. He's like, oh, mate, Sky, I tell you. This was a terrible film. I remember I saw it in the theater. I remember it. I I remember it pretty well uh, also, actually. So, young Einstein didn't just derive the formula for the, uh, uh, for energy equaling mass times the velocity of light squared. He also invented rock and roll and surfing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Had a romantic relationship with Marie Curie. <laughs> sure, sure. And say uh, that you know, I don't. I feel like I must have seen this movie, but I don't remember one detail. Oh, you about don't remember it. this? I remember it so well. <laughs> I remember thinking this movie looks exciting and fun, and I saw it as a kid. And I mean, I'm 12 years old, and I'm like, what is this? I remember being like, this is cack. Um, yeah. Uh. But you know, I I thought this was his only movie. But you, you, another movie sprung to your mind. Reckless, Reckless Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. I've never a... seen that. And you know, there again, I definitely have seen it, but I don't remember one detail about it. So uh, that I guess kind of kind of tells you. Uh, Two thousand, he released his third movie, Mister Accident. About the most accident-prone man in the world, which that sounds like oh, that quite a bit sounds of fun to me fun. too, to be honest. Mr. Accident. Okay. 
maybe uh you know maybe let's let's run this by isabel and griffin you know and see what uh see what they think sometimes oh, this, you know you know this movie viewed through the <laughs> this, eyes this of, movie uh, mr accident grossed yeah a 1.6 million dollars at the box office in australia and by the way that's not a large sum of money for a movie the film holds a 17% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> you know, I bet that it didn't cost that much. So I bet that the movie made money. Uh, okay. Okay. I think you're being very <laughs> Pollyanna-ish about this. Something tells me that there's a reason that we only know Yahoo Sirius from his first two movies and I from his first movie because... Um, He's not, is, is he taken, like, I don't know. That's interesting. But, but, but wait a second. Ellen Ferguson loves Yahoo Serious. Is that, am I to understand that? Wait. Uh, that seems to be, yeah, she is definitely, uh, has fond memories. I think we should maybe revisit one or all of these movies and, and, get back to the listenership on this something tells me they might be hard to find on the streaming services <laughs> well we'll have to see uh you know that might be true but i bet that they're available for free on youtube <laughs> that seems entirely possible <laughs> i'm looking that up now just vamp the uh, something interesting to know about yahoo serious is that he's also the director of the Kokoda Track Foundation, which is a humanitarian organization uh, involving Papua New Guinea. They uh, they provide aid to the indigenous people of that country. Uh, education, health, uh, community service. I don't know how much you guys know about Papua New Guinea. Uh, it's a country in Oceania. Uh, which comprises the eastern half of the island, New Guinea, and its offshore islands in Melanesia. It is, uh, capital is Port Moresby. It has a really cool flag. The flag is uh, bisected diagonally into a red region and a black region. The black region has five stars arranged in a sort of a... Maybe that's a, a a constellation of some kind. Maybe it's a southern constellation that I'm not necessarily recognizing. Uh, and then the red region has a yellow butterfly, or, I think, on it, or some kind of very interesting uh, bird. The uh, the national emblem is also a, a, a very, perhaps the same bird. Very interesting uh, looking bird with a huge crest. And uh, the uh, it's actually one of the most culturally diverse countries in the world. Uh, as of 2019, it is also the most rural, as only 13.25% of its people live in urban centers. There are 851 known languages in the country, which is astounding. Uh, 11 of which now have no known speakers. Well, uh, oh, that's a bummer. 
when your language has most no of the speakers. That's a t- most of the population of more than 8 million people live in customary communities, which are diverse as the languages. It's one of the world's least explored culturally and geographically as numerous groups of uncontacted peoples. And I assume that they would prefer to keep it that way. Just so you know, if you're thinking this, this is really, um, this is really exciting. The, the, uh, adventure in my head, you know, I would like to go over there and, you know, bear witness. But, uh, I also know that, uh, that my people have stuck their noses in everywhere in the world and should probably stop doing that to indigenous people. They're not, so they're not I'm looking for the likes of you. I'm going to leave the indigenous peoples of Papua New Guinea alone uh, unless they come to me and ask for help. Fair enough. If they come to your bar and ask you for a drink, you will pour (laughs) the drink. I mean, you never know. They might. We do have a very large uh, Southern Asian listenership. That is true eventually get over to currently let me do we have any listeners in papua new guinea i was just i was just refreshing just in case one happened we should learn one of those 151 languages and maybe just drop some of that and then we might get some listeners over there any any we do have one listener uh, from Indonesia, which includes New Guinea, I believe, but not Papua New Guinea. So, half so it, listenership has reached the island, but not the country. That's like saying we have a listener in New Jersey, but not in Jersey, <laughs> right? Jersey County, <laughs> England. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where. Uh, I don't no, know where know, Old Jersey it's, is. Where's it's like? Where's Old Jersey? We have a listener. We have a listener in Haiti, but not the Dominican Republic. You know, it's two halves of the oh, same okay. island. Oh, well, that's yeah. that's very close. Hispaniola, yeah. they used to call it. Uh, well, uh, really, thank you for asking me to vamp because I did not know all, all that stuff and. <laughs> I find it very interesting. It's amazing how much one can learn on their own podcast. (laughs) I recommend starting a podcast. No, no, no. I'm kidding. Not really. Don't start a podcast. There's plenty. (laughs) There's plenty. I know you think everybody's doing it, but you don't need to. Oh, one magical nation. Did you know that it's uh, National Poetry Month, Shafee? I did. April every year is National Poetry Month. I uh, I am always excited by it. You know, back in the day, and I think she actually still does this, our, our friend uh, Maureen Thorson, great, great poet, one of my very favorite poets, she started a thing that she called Napo Rimo, uh, which uh, was for, for the month of April, she would write a poem every day and put it on her blog and that uh that caught on and you know uh about 10 years ago there were a bunch of us doing it and it became a very popular thing uh 
and uh, still, uh, I think there's definitely still some people who participate. That's a takeoff um, of NaNoWriMo, if, right? Yeah. National Novel Writing Month. Which is National Novel Writing Month. Which is yeah. try to write a novel in one month. So what is what is National Poetry Writing Month? You write a poem a day or? Right. One poem okay. every day, yeah. It was so much fun. If I had thought about it this year, I would have done it. It's uh, good to, you know, knock the rust off and get yourself, you know, back in uh back in the well it seems like we should write it we should write a we should do a poetry corner in fact i've got a beat for poetry corner right here um if only there was a poet amongst us what did uh were we going to read Adam's poem? I, you know what? Want, I, I asked for, for permission and I haven't received it yet. So um, okay. I don't think. Well, we can do some I other. Think I, should, I think we will eventually, but. Um, well, let's go to, you know what we can do? Let's go to my blog. Oh yeah. Let's read it. And I let's can, read a Schaefer poem from the past. I can read a poem from the past for that. I wrote for him at national poetry writing month that'd be great but there, also there's no is there not a recent poem to read oh i'm putting you on the spot is, here I... right here on your podcast i would like the old and the new if possible could we have a two-parter sure like a, an, an yeah. old poem and a new poem I'm just gonna vamp why Schaefer looks for his shit. Yeah, come on, mate. Alright, alright. I was looking online today at my old friend Marcus Young, who's my good British friend, and he's a he's a super high powered lawyer these days. He works for Spalding and King or King and Spalding and I just looked up i just looked him up on his lawyer website and he's like so such a distinguished you know international law gentleman uh, he he was he was the party town mate he was the he was the the melt your face raver man miss that guy reminds me of my sister too she was like the she was like the party town beast and but now she's like a super high powered lawyer type I, I guess that's how it goes sometimes right somebody just people who just like to party then they like to just argue in court for the rest of their lives right <laughs> oh you uh, didn't here's you one i think i was going to be asking you questions as you were <laughs> you're just like vamping is a soliloquy it's not a dialogue okay go ahead uh Here's one. I've forgotten this entirely. So let me just make sure there's not anything really good. Okay. Uh, maybe there's a reason that this one was forgotten, but this is called Ode to the Duchess of Oysterland. The Duchess of Oysterland does sit-ups and push-ups in the room next to mine, and I like to sit in a pile of old pizza crust, thinking that, in a way, if someone's working out near me, it is sort of like I am working out too. My birthday present 
to the Duchess of Oysterland is that I'm going to make more of an effort to like his dog. <laughs> uh, Whoa, that took a weird uh, turn. At that's the end. funny. Apparently, I had decided to refer to Lucas Marquardt as the Duchess of Oysterland that Oof. day. Because <laughs> um, that's definitely who that poem was written about. Uh, let me, uh, yeah, I'll read you one more. This is a funny thing. I, uh, I was actually Googling Ada Limon, uh, to find the name of, uh, to f find a specific poem that I wanted to send to my aunt Kimberly. And while I was doing that, you know, uh, some some things will pop up when you Google, and it'll be like people also ask. Have you ever noticed this? Uh, oh, you know, it's no. kind of just like a sub thing that uh, in Google, you know, they'll they'll uh, have some websites, and then uh, there was a funny. Uh, there was one that I thought was very funny because it was it was a. Uh, uh, is Ada Limon married? And if so, to who? So that's, uh -huh. of course, my friend Lucas is who she's married to. And uh, he, he was kind of so... I was laughing about she's that. She's got some internet and, suitors out there. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, Lucas was laughing about, like, uh, how most of the people who typed that question were probably very disappointed to learn the answer. Very disappointed. And, uh, but uh, he also... Uh, another thing that was in that same, and you know, sometimes things on the internet can be bizarrely worded. Like and, our podcast? Uh, yeah. So one of the other questions is what it looks like to us and the words we use, question mark, <laughs> which is, you know, a grammatically uh, complicated question. And so I sent that to Ada and I was like, this is really weird. And I said, you know, but it kind of sounds like the title of a poem to me. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write a poem to go with this title. And I didn't realize that the reason that it popped up is because Ada has a poem called "What It Looks Like to Us" and the words we used. So that was funny. Uh, so, but I uh, I had already written the poem, so I went. So I went ahead and did it anyway. So this is well. Let's hear uh, it anyway. Uh, what it looks. What it looks like to us and the words we use, you know, uh, in honor of Ada Limon. I know the words we use define us, but it looks to me like magic when you use your mouth to talk. To me, words are more than symbols. They are what we are. We are sad. We are tired. We are beautiful. When our tongues slip, when we forgot what we were going to say, or when we are struggling for the way to say it. The words I would say about you look like wind. I am invisible until I've spoken of you. Oh, man. That's fantastic. And so next time for promotion, I'll read you Ada's uh, poem of the same name. That was your poem. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, dude. I love that one. I'm so glad you I'm enjoyed gonna it. I'm going to rewind it right now and listen to it again. <laughs> Ada, Ada and I uh, 
we were, you know, we were part of a little group in New York City that inspired each other a lot. We did a lot of collaborative work together. Uh, we did a lot. Of, Maureen Thorson was in that group. Uh, Ada Limon, Jennifer Knox, Shanna Compton, uh, Dan Nestor, Brendan Lorber. Um, Brendan Lorber once hosted a reading uh, at the Zinc Bar at a little jazz bar, uh, where it was it was just. Schaefer and people Schaefer have collaborated with. So John Cotter was there. And uh, these are all folks who will hopefully be on the I was uh, just thinking, why, how, how, what, beyond the why cast. haven't we heard those well, names? Like, Ada, uh, I've talked to John. John's going to be on pretty soon. Uh, Ada is, we already have scheduled Ada. Ada's right. going to be our guest for our 100th episode. So. We're really excited about that. Uh, and we'll definitely, we'll get Maureen on at some point. And yeah. Yeah. The whole gang eventually. Uh, so much, so much inspiration there. Such a prolific period uh, for all of us. So, you know, folks like Ada and, uh, well, Ada, Jennifer, and Maureen, really, they managed to maintain their prolific period for low these last 20 years they've written you know i've written thousands of poems uh you know they've they've written even more than that um so great great inspiration great people such a you know magical time in our lives you know right about ada and i were about 29 years old when we met i think um so just on the and just on the verge of starting to get published and uh, really, really cool bunch. It's uh, it's so much fun to think about uh, and reminisce about now. And then you know, and then the memories inspire brand new poems, yeah. and like uh, like that one. I definitely felt like your second poem was more mature than the first poem that you read tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you can really see the yep. growth. Uh, and you'd see that well there's a difference of 17 yeah. years <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a little different mindset but you know, <laughs> it makes a case for wisdom uh, oh oh there's a case no there's doubt. a case for wisdom well i feel like episode 87 number two <laughs> was an excellent time a time well spent i look forward to 88 absolutely i look forward uh, i look too. forward yeah. to uh we do plan to i think that we should maybe do our first me you and adam in the same room recording a podcast okay. for the redo of this since we'll all be fully vaccinated soon yeah, you know, just just an idea uh, like that. That might make a totally different podcast. And to be one hundred percent sure that we don't screw it up, <laughs> it could just be one microphone, one track. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an idea. But, I think that's uh, a wonderful idea. It sounds yeah. really fun. I, you know, I think when the when we first started doing this, you know, my wife was like. Are you going to have to like meet with Schaefer every time? And I'm like, no, we're just doing it over the computer. And really the computer works well for our lives, but it could be fun going forward when we feel comfortable and safe being around one another again to do some live three people in a room episodes. 
I yeah. agree. Just an idea. Okay. Well, I love you, One Magical Nation, and I love you, Shafee. Thank you for spending this time with me and them. I love both of those Thanks things. Thanks for blessing too. us with your poems this evening. Oh, it's always my pleasure. Take care of yourself, One Magical Nation. We, we care about you very deeply, and we think, we think of you all the time. And remember, the poor are the choices. <laughs> the sweeter the wine. Put it together. Pack it up. Let's go. Fall to the bottom of the hill for a clash of random notes. Then the water cheetah print catches the wind of my nose. Up to the ice peak mountains as a hoochie in the snow. She's a tough girl and a tilt to world though. But I can't tell if she's bluffing With a potty mouth that's constantly cussing With a short restricted breath before each redundant phrase As we fall through the rabbit hole and get lost in the maze She's got a war in her head that interrupts periodically With a blast of ADHD that's all part of the artistry While boastfully bragging about her Greek graduate status Wanna get a fabulous streak of lightning that's all part of the habit On a gangster bitch ride, bipolar and hide On a cruise through the hood, hot flashes unannounced She's a black pepper tyrant, but I can present her And the landscape so rugged in miracles fade Sky and clouds and upside down mountains sang Let's make a side trip Hold up, swallow up, and swallow your pride So quick to start an argument or engage in a fight Tyrone in the battle zone in her brain Changing gangland from Pyru, then back to Crip again Suddenly you'll be the enemy with a slight twist of her perception A tortured militant soul in need of a prayer They'd be rolling over in their graves if they knew what you'd done to your hair Eight years quarantined from any king to your queen Consumed by the monster of miscommunication Didn't know your play uncle was your dad until you was a legal man I'm a sweet 21, she says to me in hip-hop dialect I'm a sandristic tolerance for men, except for tonight Knocking cobwebs off the clam bake in that magic hour of the night Bending my ear with such a low frequency mist About a suicidal silency that tried to cut a wrist But a mama didn't want her to know about all this But she's more tales on pregnancy and murder Let's take a side trip With the lightning speed is rugged and the sky is on fire And the splash of cloudy star makers In the fast lake morning alley of the slow motion glaciers With a line that stretches across the cosmic glide To the other side The other side In the sky, 
they creep coming hurricane a silla and the brown rounds filling around the crib does a back to back against the tide in the snow making angels in the powder Kirkwood's upside down sleeping through Damocles that swings dreadfully near into the choop choop bits her eye on his fear backed up and blocked up in a blizzard made of silver shot rock and sun rain strikes me bewildered gathered his slippers and two walking robots only in a dream she's got and the dreaming just don't stop of afro's dreadlocks bob cuts and beehives It grows springs and jumps up and sprouts wings. Reality can sometimes be cruel and mean. Unyielding condition can be a restricted thing. In society where you can't be successfully you. Only the brave have a reason to rebel with all the clues. So make a point of deal to a So straight shot past Mars on the fourth rock To the fifth stone from the sun that will move far down Don't look back now and cancel your trip It's just a hot 